Did you know that when you teach your brain to numb negative emotions, you're also teaching it to numb the positive emotions as well? We have to be willing to feel all of them. So grab a pen and paper or open your notes app when listening to this episode. My guest gives us specific steps to learning to feel our feelings and how to make the good ones stick around longer without burying the negative ones. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. Welcome to another episode of the Overburden No More podcast. I'm excited today because I have another wonderful guest to share with you. I'd like to introduce to you Laura Johnson. She is a life coach who specializes in helping moms. Now, I met Laura at a conference I went to, and we found lots of things that we had in common, and I actually found out that she lives really close to me, so that's been really fun. So now I have a new friend, and I love it that I have one that has a lot of great advice to share. So, Laura, could you take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you bet. And it's so fun because when we found out we live so close, that we instantly had a breakfast club. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> We can go, we can go get our breakfast anytime. Uh, yeah. So, um, Laura Johnson, I have three kids, uh, and a womb baby is what I call him. He is due in about four weeks. Um, so we're excited to have another little baby in the house. Um, I've got two spicy cats. I call them. They are so sweet and so spunky. We love them. Uh, I've been married for gosh 14 years and my husband is, a busy accountant. And so we uh, were, we have life on the go all the time. And I feel like we're always moving and shaking. And I am super passionate about helping moms figure out what their purpose is outside of motherhood. I, you know, motherhood is such an integral piece of that, but I find that so many of us feel like there's something more that we're being called to. And so I help moms get really clear on what that is and then help them learn how to achieve it while keeping their home and family structures really strong. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Well, that is not an easy balance to find, to be able to be a mom the way that we want to be, and then to balance it with the person that we are and the things that we want to do outside of that. So that is a really important thing that you're doing to help people find that balance, women find that balance. Well, I asked Laura to come on the podcast today because I fell in love with a recent episode that she did on her podcast about increasing your capacity to feel joy. Now that really spoke to me because I kind of thought, well, don't, I, why can't I feel joy all the time? And why is that something that I'd actually have to work towards or have ways to work towards that? And why is it more difficult than it sounds? So that's why I was so intrigued by this episode. And I thought that you guys as my listeners could benefit from learning what she has to share about this too. Laura, what I wanted to ask you was, why do we, I guess, first of all, why do we push any feeling away? Like, why would we want to push joy away when it's something we think we really want to feel? Yeah, I think that's such a good question because it really comes down to 
understanding our brain and our body and how they work together. Uh, so I believe, you know, we all have a, like a soul that lives inside of our mortal being, our mortal body. And the mortal body has very specific things that it's been programmed to do. And part of that is to keep us safe. Our brain at any given point is trying to help us find pleasure, avoid pain, and help to conserve energy. Like that's its primitive state that it's been programmed to do. So anytime we feel like a really intense emotion, whether that's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, it's very scary to our brain. It starts to think something bad is going to happen. So when we're feeling a positive emotion, it's looking over their shoulder on like, okay, when's the next bad thing going to happen? I have to brace for that. When we're feeling a negative emotion, it's how can I get out of this the fastest? I want to feel really good. And so what we typically start to do is we'll start to push those feelings away so that we don't have to feel afraid. We don't have to be looking over our shoulder, but it's almost, it's like we start to numb those emotions, but when we're numbing the negative ones, we're also numbing the positive ones. Okay. So my question with that is then what is our, if we're trying to stay away from the negative and the positive, like what's our baseline emotion then? Like, is there one that's for everybody or is it different with everybody? Yeah. In my experience, it's different for everyone. And I think that's such a good question because there there's a point where for most people, they'll get to where they'll use language. Like, like my clients will come to me and they say, I feel stuck or I, I've got a good life, but I don't always love my life. Or they'll say something like, like they, it's almost like they, they're not aware of what the emotion is. They just know there's kind of this disconnect. There's something that just feels a little off to them. And so what I have found is that most people in that state, once we start digging into it, there is some kind of emotion that they start to favor. For a lot of moms, it's overwhelm. Um, you know, we've got a lot on our plate. We've, we're juggling a lot of different things, regardless of the age of your kids. I mean, you're just as busy with older kids. Marla and I were just talking about that with your adult children as you are with your young children. And so that's, that's one that I find with a lot of moms is that they feel really overburdened. Um, another one that I feel is really common is that there's a, a slight level of resentment. And it's not that they're really clear that it's resentment. It's like more frustrated that everybody else gets to do what they want, but they feel a little trapped in their life. And they start getting frustrated that their husband's going on a golf trip or that they're taking their kids all over, you know, Timbuktu, trying to get them in their activities. And, and so there's like this feeling of almost being trapped in your life. Um, so those are kind of the common baseline ones that I do see when we bring awareness to our emotions. So when we feel those like feeling stuck or overburdened or resentful, or when we feel, did I say stuck? I can't remember, mm -hmm. but we shouldn't necessarily be worried that we're feeling that way because it's just something that we've taught ourselves. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if, if that's the case, then is there a way to teach ourselves to feel differently than that? Cause I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, particularly enjoy feeling stuck or overburdened or worried or anything like that. I mean, I can teach myself to be okay with that, but I would prefer to choose something else. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think what's so important is that when we're learning 
how to work with our emotions, how to work with our body and with our brain, there's kind of two things that start to happen. The the first is understanding why we feel that way and getting really clear on the stories that we're telling ourselves and understanding. And and I, I don't mean that in like a condescending way. It just, everybody has a story. Everybody has some patterns that exist in their brain. And when you bring awareness to what those patterns are, then you can start working to tweak and change them. So for example, I had this belief that I would never be able to work. Like I felt called to something, but my husband works 80 hours. I've got little kids. Like I had no time. I felt like it all fell on me. And so that was the story I told myself. And so I started getting really resentful. So I had to work to revise that story. So that's kind of the first part. The second part is, is really starting to learn how to increase your capacity to feel an emotion. And there's specific, you know, techniques, and that's probably another conversation for another day where we dive into that, but where as you're starting to grow your emotional state, you're starting to feel a fuller range of emotions. That can be really scary because most people think, well, if I'm actually going to feel this, I'm going to get stuck here forever. But what happens is when you start to learn how to feel an emotion all the way through, it's it's almost like riding a wave, like the wave will get really, really big and then it will crash. And then you'll start to feel yourself coming off of that emotion. But most people don't allow ourselves to get to the peak of that wave. We'll stop before we get there because that's what our brain's programmed to do. So once you feel the full range of that emotion and you start to come off of that emotion, you start to feel that full range of, of joy and happiness and sadness and all of it. It provides a much greater depth and richness to your life. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the two parts of it. Well, I love that because the thing that I've loved the most about learning about feeling emotions, like I hadn't really thought about it before. I just thought it was something that happened that you didn't have any control over it. But if you just allow yourself to feel it instead of trying to push it away or push it down, or I, I guess that's it, pushing it away or pushing it down, that, that actually just allow yourself to feel it and not be so scared of it, that yeah. it's not as big of a deal as I thought. Yeah. And that's been huge for me because I just thought feeling is a feeling and that's just the way it is. And whatever happens is how I have to, I have to live in that instead yeah. of letting it work through me instead of getting stuck inside me. So, yeah. Well, I was going to just add on to that, that I think what makes it easier for us to like feel it all the way through and let it come out is when we're not telling ourselves we're bad for feeling mm, that way. True. And I think that's really hard and scary for some of us when we start feeling emotions is we think there's something wrong with us. We think we shouldn't be feeling this way. And that's like, that's yucky. <laughs> and yeah. so it really makes us not want to feel an emotion. But when we just recognize like, oh, this is just my human body, it doesn't mean I'm wrong or bad, then it's okay to feel it easier and, and allow it to pass through. I think you really hit the nail on the head on that one. I think that's what I would do. It's probably common. I don't yes. think that I'm anything special. I just think that you would just, when you feel it, you just feel like that's, and you feel bad for it. Yeah. And that's huge to be like, oh, it's just something that's happening. I, right. It doesn't need to be that I'm a bad person for feeling it right. and working through it. You had said that we can teach ourselves to feel emotions more fully. 
And that's what I loved about that podcast I talked about is that you talked about teaching yourself to be able to feel joy more fully. And you had taught some steps on there about how to practice allowing yourself to feel joy and to feel it longer. I was hoping that you would teach us those steps to practice feeling more joy because that's something I do want to allow myself to feel more fully when it happens and to not have my body react like it's something I want to get rid of faster. I would like to live in that joy more often. So would you mind walking us through those steps? Yeah, yeah definitely. And and I think as, as we go through these, I, you know, I would really challenge anybody listening, you know, pull out your notes app or <laughs> get a pen or paper, because I think like what I love about emotional work is that the more we feel, the more, um, the more like passionate we become. Like I love talking about joy because every person in my mind deserves to feel joy deeper and richer and longer and to be able to increase that capacity. And so the first step, you know, as we go through this is to think back to a joyful time that you've had in your life. This could be a really big event, like the birth of a child or this could be, you know, a college graduation, or this could be marriage or, you know, whatever that is, like, think of a joyful time. It could also be like a really small experience where, like, I always, I always laugh, like, a joyful moment I can always think of is like tucking my little kids to bed at night and like smelling their head. <laughs> like, you know, hopefully I'm not the only one that does this, but you know, before they start getting older and stinkier, <laughs> you know, like, just oh, yeah. like cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like when they're still really little and you can just like snuggle them up and you just are smelling your head, like that's such a joyful moment to me. So I want you to really just think of something joyful. And then the second step is to just like, let your body settle into that moment. It's almost like dust, like dust settling. And for me, like I'll always take a really deep breath, almost like I'm just breathing the moment in. And I'll just notice how my body will respond to this moment, like being in the joy. So most of the time for me, joy, it's almost like my body is quiet on the inside And it's like, I get butterflies that start from like my core and that move like up and out of me. And it like goes all the way through, it like expands through my body. So just notice for you, like how your body responds to this joyful moment. If you're not feeling that joy, think of a different memory. That's okay if you're not feeling it. But what we're trying to do is to create joy in your body right now. And so it's okay if it takes a couple memories to be able to create that feeling. So once that you do feel it in your body, once it starts to swell, I want you just to practice holding this memory. And by holding it, what I mean is like giving it space in your brain to just be there. And it will feel kind of like, um, like you're holding something tender and you're watching your brain just kind of spin around you. There will be thoughts that like pass in and thoughts that pass out. Just imagine those thoughts as like a leaf blowing in the wind. It's just going to come in and it's going to come out. As that, as you hold this memory and you're watching those thoughts, there will come a point where your brain will want to shift away from this memory and you can't hold it any longer. It's like at some point you're going to start thinking, okay, like that's enough joy. I got to get on with my day 
or you're going to start thinking about how all the, your to-do list or when it's, you got to go pick up your kids or, you know, whatever that is. So as that starts to happen, what you're doing is you're, I want you just to kind of keep an eye on the clock. For most of my clients, when I do this activity for them for the first time, it lasts about 30 seconds that they can hold this memory. And this is your, your starting point for your capacity to feel joy for, you know, my clients that, you know, when I do this, their, their capacity to hold joy is for 30 seconds, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's not very long, but when we're in the moment, it feels really long, which is very surprising. And that's why your brain's like, okay, it's time. It's time to move on. But as you grow that capacity to feel joy, and I'll talk about that in just a second, how to lengthen that time, you want to know your starting point. Because once you know your starting point, then you know where you're going to progress from there. But you'll also know why it's been hard to feel happy in the past. Because if you've only had 30 seconds, you know, at a time, but your goal is to be happier in life, then yeah, there's there's this disconnect there. Also watch it with your kids or your spouse too. I mean, that's, this is not just us. This is every human being. And so our kids will sabotage their joy. Our spouse will sabotage their joy. Like every person will do that. Okay. So that's your starting point for your joy. Now we're going to practice lengthening the time that you spend in joy. And so the way that we do that is Throughout the day, I, I call it like a drop-in with joy. You know, I'm giving air quotes. You can't see me, but I'm giving air quotes for the drop-in. Um, it's a joy, like throughout the day, is that at some point you're going to feel that flicker of joy. Like you'll do something and it it's almost like it just like turns on. Now, once you start to feel that, I want you just to stay with it and see almost like if you can just like hold it for just a second. And as you start to hold it, Again, you're going to go through those same steps of like taking that deep breath, let it settle into your body, you know, really watch how long your brain can stay with it. And you just keep practicing that. The more you practice that, the more joy becomes like your home base emotion where you're going to start feeling it there. You'll still feel a full range of emotions. You'll still feel negative emotions, but you'll come back to joy instead of feeling joy just barely. And so joy becomes like your, your home base, your strong foundation. Um, and as you're doing that, it, it, our bodies are like, um, they have like an emotional, it's like a muscle memory for emotions. And so the more that you practice and you drop into joy throughout the day, the more your body gets used to feeling it and it gets feeling safer and safer in this, where you're not looking over your shoulder for the next bad thing to happen. You'll just be in the moment of joy. And that's how you start to over time, increase your capacity to feel joy. I love all those steps. I just think that it seems so doable and how important it is to like, have that be your home base of joy instead of worry or something else. Um, It reminded me when you were talking there, one of the systems that I teach in my class, Unique Connection, is about why we record moments in our life. And usually, more often than not, we're recording moments of joy. And so I was like, 
that must be why when you record one, like writing it down on a piece of paper or something, and you know, if you want to make it cute or whatever, that doesn't even really matter. But when you record it, it slows the moment down. And yeah. I'm, and I was connecting that to what you were saying. I'm like, that must be why it's because you, you described it as like, you think it's so much longer than it actually is when you're holding that moment. So I'm like, that must be one of the connections with that is that when we hold a moment of joy, it kind of slows down time, which I want to feel joy long-term for sure. But if I can slow down my life, we're because at this point in my life, it just feels like everything's going so fast. It didn't when my kids were little, I'll say that for sure. But I just want to slow down those moments. And so does that make sense? I mean, does that even... Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so fun about time is when you're working with time and emotions is is you really are living in this very strange place of like expanding and restricting time. And, and, you know, not to get all like geeky on like time relativity. <laughs> I could totally geek, geek away. out on that. I know. I love it so much. But that's, that's what joy is. Like joy has this expansiveness that can make time feel different. And when we allow ourselves to be in it, and to be there longer and to be there more often, it's like our life feels different, even if we're still busy and we still have a lot of things going on. I love that so much. Thank you for bringing that in. I think that's fantastic. I hadn't thought of that when I asked you to talk about this. So that's great. All right. Well, I hope everybody took the opportunity to write those steps down. If not, don't worry. I'll write them down. We'll, I'll put them in the show notes because we want to practice. I know I want to practice feeling joy more often, having it be my home base. Um, I wanted to mention again that Laura has a podcast. It's called Mom on Purpose. And so if you would like to live I would hope you'd want to follow more about what she teaches on all of these things about emotions. Tell us some more of the things that you focus on in your podcast. Yeah. So what I focus on is really getting clear on who you are and what your purpose is. Then we start really building like the foundation for the rest of your life on how to manage your home, how to get your to-do list done, how to be in a better mood and how to play more with your kids. And those are really like the the pillars of what we talk about on the podcast so that you're not living reactively. You're not snapping at people that you love. You're actually living your life on purpose and with purpose. And so those are the things we really focus on. I love that. Okay. Where else can people follow you or connect with you? Yeah. So for sure, podcast mom on purpose. You can also find me on Instagram and it's j.lara, L-A-R-A dot Johnson. Um, Or you can also find me on my website, which is laurajohnsoncoaching.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot. Yeah, it's so fun. I love it. I love talking about joy. Let's all talk about joy more often. Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful, and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day, and I'll talk with you again next week.